welcome everybody to this Active Oxfordshire web chat. Um, this is the first one of these that we've held and we really hope it's an opportunity to hear from the people of Oxfordshire about their relationship with activity, their experiences, motivations and their barriers. I'm Helen Mariner of Active Oxfordshire and in our first chat today I'm joined by Sophia, Rupreet and Safak to talk about our relationship with cycling in Oxfordshire. So women are less likely to drive a car than men. We know that 67% of women are license holders in comparison to 80% of men, but more men are also riding a bike. So today we really want to talk about some of our experiences with cycling and the barriers that we've already have or are yet to overcome and what might help us. But to get us started, I'd really like to read out a testimonial from Judith, um, a nurse who received a bicycle through a scheme called Bikes for Key Workers. So Bikes for Key Workers uh, refurbishes donated bikes through a team of dedicated volunteers and passes them on to workers from the NHS and social care. So if you want to find out more about this project, donate a bike or funds, you can find out more in the description of this video or check out our website um, www.activeoxfordshire.org. Um, so here's a quote from Judith. I was knocked off a bike when I was young and although I really wanted to rebuild my confidence to cycle, it's been a very long battle, which seemed unlikely to change my ability to cycle again. My confidence and faith in people was, out, was altered as I couldn't get to terms with why this had occurred. I have tried endlessly to get back on the road cycling, but would stop and lose interest easily. I've now managed to cycle to work for about a week now, and I'm growing in confidence every day, even to the point of enjoyment. It is nothing short of a miracle that I am back riding. I look forward to where this new journey takes me and my family as I am enabled to participate in family days out again. Great. So I think that's just a really nice opening to what I hope would be a really interesting um, and enlightening chat. Um, so first of all, if we could go to Sophia, if that's okay, uh, we would love to hear about your experience with cycling so far, uh, what you've enjoyed, what maybe hasn't gone so well, and particularly what barriers um, are maybe affecting you from doing more of it. Okay, so um, as a youngster, I used to cycle a lot. Um, we're a very green family, so we try to kind of keep away from the cars. Um, but my current situation, I'm not cycling as much because I have three young children to cart, cart around Oxford. And so it's quite tricky to be able to kind of watch them and cycle myself. And often time is very much limited. Um, we did receive two bikes for my youngsters, actually, from the scheme that you mentioned at the beginning. And they've absolutely loved the bike. So it's kind of encouraging us to cycle again. Um, I think the barriers for myself personally is that it's quite expensive to kind of purchase a bike. And then there's quite a bit of bike theft in Oxford. So that's put me off a little bit. I'm a bit afraid to kind of save up the money, get a bike and then have it stolen. Um, and also, I do feel that the roads are not as safe as they were um, when I when I used to cycle as a youngster. So, getting on the road, I'm I've lost my confidence in that department. So that's something I definitely need to um, work on. I think. Oh, yeah, totally. And I think a lot of people feel the same. So, um, just to clarify, was it the tracks program where you got the the bikes for your children? Because that's that's fantastic. Um, 
it's it it was it was a lead through the Oxford Hub, so I'm not sure Brilliant. exactly what the scheme was called. Yeah. Um, um, but it was definitely through the Oxford Hub that we received two bikes for my younger two. Yeah, and they are desperate. But I just find it's very expensive then to kind of buy helmets, and um, mm. it's it's a very kind of expensive thing to keep up. I feel. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because we do try to be green and you know stay off kind of going in the car, but these are the barriers that are yeah. kind of holding us back. Does anybody have any any questions at all for Sophia on what she's said so far? Um, so you said about you find it unsafe about uh, cycling on roads and things, and that's something like personally I kind of struggle with as well. There's, I was getting better, but definitely find it a barrier. Um, and I don't know, is, it, is, is there anything in particular about road cycling that you dislike? Like, what is it that sort of puts you off road cycling? Um, I'm sorry, Rupreet. I actually missed the last bit of what you just said. I missed the... Oh, sorry. Really I was just going to say, uh, what what is it about road cycling that puts you off? Ah, uh, okay. Because I'm a driver and I see a lot of the drivers and how they behave towards cyclists. So they'll they'll kind of really draw up close, or uh, you know, they they'll be very impatient. So I think if I'm a, if I'm the cyclist and I have this kind of behaviour, and I think there's so much traffic out there now um, and going at super speeds, especially around. I live around the Cowley area, so. It's there's a lot of traffic here, and and they are quite unkind to cyclists. Mm. Um, so that definitely puts me off getting back on the road. Um, Sophia, how, how about things like kind of bike maintenance? How do you how do you manage that if there's a, any kind of issues with the bikes? Because that's something that I I at times struggle with quite a lot, to be honest. That's a very very good question. I'm, I'm glad you asked that actually because that was something I had been thinking about. Um, again, I would have to take it to a bike shop on the Cowley Road, and yeah. I remember once taking my little daughter's bike. Actually, we it was a, a hand me down, and we went to get a new um, an, a, a new tire, and um, it was more than the cost of the bike. Wow. <laughs> so and then we just ended up scrapping the bike and then you know not cycling which is a shame because it's my children love to be out there yeah so I, I'm not skilled I'm not skilled in kind of fixing bikes so usually we'd have to take it to one of the shops on the Cali Road for maintenance yeah yeah, yeah um, sure I totally get that um, and the, the other thing I was going to ask about routes so if you set off somewhere with with the kids or even on your own do you know so do you know where you're going is it clear where, where to go you know where, where the key routes are around the city that's a good question i have no idea it would simply be the walking routes that i've taken before um i'm not well aware maybe i would post something on the oxford community group on facebook to ask about cycle routes but me personally i don't think it's been very well advertised i would have no idea of routes mm. yeah that's that's brilliant that's so helpful does anybody else have any questions at all I um, can add maybe something uh, or like um, when Sophia said it's uh, quite expensive to uh, cycle and uh, keep or maintain uh, a cycle. Uh, I kind of disagree with that because um, I think cycling and having a bicycle is cheaper than having a car. 
and um, I mean it is cheaper than using public transport because it's free uh, and uh, there are too many uh, platforms to have a bicycle um, secondhand and there are too many um, uh, let's say shops or uh, maintenance shops to um, get your bike repaired so uh, because I don't drive and I don't have a car we have a car with my husband but I can't uh, just maybe figure out how um, uh, expensive uh, having a car and maintaining the cars maintenance of a car uh, but I think having a bicycle is cheaper than having a car and more green as you say Thank you. Yes, I think it was the initial cost that I was talking about getting the money together. It's, it's, say, for example, four cycles, so it would be myself and my three children and then helmets and then any maintenance or repairs. So it was kind of the initial cost that I would really have to save up for, um, mm -hmm. whereas my car was kind of given to me um, and it's, it's an ongoing thing and it gets me to places faster. So the cycling would be more of a leisurely activity than using it to you know go to school or because it's time consumption and everything mm. well thank you so much Sophia well we'll um if that's okay move on to repeat and ask the same question really so could you tell us a bit about your experiences so far with cycling in Oxfordshire what you what you like what hasn't gone so well but and particularly around the barriers that you found yeah so I properly started cycling say probably in January so I got myself um, an electric folding bike um, because I don't drive. I can't drive. Um, I've had a battle with driving for the last few years. I decided I wasn't going to try anymore. I was going to try something different and, and go cycling. But um, part of my commute to work is um, on a train. So I just sort of had to get a folding bike. And then I had the issue of I didn't really want to get to work sort of hot and sweaty and I need to have a shower. Um, so it takes me a, the best part of an hour to get to my work so it, you know if I added a shower on top of that it would, I wouldn't be starting work until quite late and I'd have to stay later so that was what pushed me to go for an electric folding bike because it sort of um, you know it, it then helped on both sides of things really um, and then also it just it means that I it, it has a bit of speed on it but not not a huge amount um, yeah, I, I, you know, since, since I'd say January, up until sort of lockdown, I was cycling most days in, in work. Um, yeah, and, and to be honest, the main barrier for me has probably been, um, yeah, road cycling and, and finding good cycling paths. But if I have a route that is a lot of road cycling, I'd be pissed off from going down it. Um, I'd much prefer going down the route that has a dedicated cycle path, yeah. um, you know, and, and one that's wide enough to cycle down. So I had a bit of a, a fall um, just before lockdown, whereas the, the cycle lane along the A40 um, is quite narrow and quite a few people cycling in both directions. There wasn't enough room and I fell. Um, so again, it kind of like, it, it was then off-putting to go back to do that route. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so can I ask where your commute is is from and to when, when you have commuted to work? So I live in Bicester, 
um, on the Elmsbrook estate. So it's northwest Vista. And then I work in Ensham, so just okay. outside of Whitney. Um, so my commute is cycle to the train station, hop on the train, um, which is only about five to ten minutes. I get off at Oxford Parkway. Yeah. And then I cycle from Oxford Parkway down the A40 um, into Ensham. And, and how, how did you know, this might sound like a funny question, but how did you know how to get to the train station on a bike in terms of where the cycle paths were and weren't and that, that sort of thing? So from, from Elmsbrook in Bicester, it's quite easy because there's a mm -hmm. dedicated cycle path, um, more or less, from the estate right up until the town centre. Um, and then from the town centre, it's only a couple of minutes to get to the train station. And then the other end from Oxford Parkway, I actually tested the route out before mm. I did it for work. I went out on a weekend, made sure I was comfortable in doing it first. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think I would have ever just done it off the bat. I always would try it out beforehand. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and, and did you say, because we're getting a, a, a little bit of... Um, uh, it's tricky to hear a couple of bits. Did you say that at one point you you were you actually fell off when the cycle path was quite crowded? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Okay. So um, yeah, along the A40, even though there's a cycle lane on um, both sides of of the dual carriageway, a lot of people just stick to one side. Okay. Um, so it means that people are cycling in both directions along the same cycle path, and it is quite narrow. And most yeah. people move over, but it just so happened that somebody didn't move over, which meant that I kind of swerved too far and, and lost a bit of control. Mm. Yeah. And, and and how did you find that that kind of hit you at the time? Did that was it hard to then get back on and carry on? Yeah. And and it was unfortunate because it was just before lockdown. So I've actually not done that route since because yeah. I've not I've not been able to. Um, but I have pushed myself to go cycling in and around Vista. Um, so I was quite determined not to let it set me back and it, yeah. it did a little bit yeah. but you know the, the best thing to do is just to get back on the bike and yeah. you know yeah sure no absolutely yeah um that, I mean, that's, that's absolutely brilliant and it's so really interesting to hear like different experiences you know different locations different challenges um does anybody else have any questions no that's that's fine. Thank you so much. So, could we move on finally to Safak and, and ask the same the same question really about your experience and what's worked and what hasn't, and you know again particularly what the barriers are. Mm. Um, I have been cycling um, only for one and a half years, maybe. Uh, before that, I uh, didn't know how to cycle, and also uh, I don't drive and I can't drive as well. Um, yeah, my life. Uh, depend on um, depended on public transport um, and our car, which is driven by my husband. So I uh, wanted more freedom, and uh, I started to learn how to cycle. And uh, now I can cycle from A to B, and I can use a uh, bicycle for uh, transport and for leisurely activities. Uh, and I started to cycle on the road uh, first time uh, during lockdown. So because that was not as busy as before. Yeah. Um, although it's getting busier now again uh, with cars but luckily i feel more confident now on the road so um so yeah i don't use uh, 
bicycle for sports or something um, mainly to go to the town center. I also live in Bister. Uh, to go to the town center, maybe some near uh, small towns. Um, and I really enjoy, I started to enjoy, but I started uh, in a very, very nervous uh, situation because uh, although we have uh, good bicycle routes, they are not like continuous routes. So uh, you need to join the road in some points. And uh, I didn't really like that. And and I ended up cycling on the pavements, which is not really good and I'm not allowed to. But uh, because of the business of the roads, I just prefer to do that. But now I can cycle on the ro road. But I think the barriers, I can say, yeah, not good cycling paths and uh, also not continuous cycling paths. So it should be, I think, if you come uh, to a roundabout or something i don't want to hop off and hop on again yeah. and so it should be like i don't know you know the system in the netherlands but it's like all uh, arranged for cyclists not for drivers so in this country i think there is a culture of um not cycling enough so uh, that was one of the barriers in the beginning still is a barrier i can say so it should be uh, changed um, hopefully thank you so much and um so i just have a couple of questions how did you learn to ride uh, <laughs> uh, i uh, used to live in germany before this and it was uh, a little bit better uh, i mean the cycling paths and stuff so i started to uh, learn there but I didn't use it uh, properly use the bike my bicycle and uh, my uh, husband is a sports cyclist and he I don't want to say he just forced me but uh, <laughs> yeah. he said yeah you should be able to cycle and uh, yeah I started to uh, keep my balance in here in our estate and then just started to cycle to the train station before I take the train to go to work. Uh, and then, yeah, lots of practice. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, and yeah. you said a few minutes ago that it was really important when you were learning, especially to have quite a quiet place to, to really gain confidence. Have other people yeah. found that as well, that having somewhere relatively quiet to practice and build up confidence, did that, did that help? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, did you do that locally at quieter times or did you have to go further to find those quieter places? I was going in the evening time uh, because it's a little bit also embarrassing to try to uh, learn how to cycle. So I was waiting uh, for a certain time in the evening and then go out to learn especially the indicating and like keep my balance and everything so it was uh, like that <laughs> and um matt was saying that i think before the fact you came up with a, a lovely quote about how kind of freeing and empowering you find cycling and so has yeah. that and has that been the case for you yeah exactly i mean um as a woman it's so important to be free and uh, not being dependent to anybody so uh, cycling gives me that like it's very important for uh, woman empowerment i think because as you gave the um, 
examples from men and women uh, have uh, many women uh, driving and not driving issues. So it's like uh, very important to see more women on the road, I think, uh, cycling. Mm. It's all about changing the culture of societies, uh, in my opinion. And and I can see other people nodding. Do you do you agree with that comment as well about how empowering it is for women um, to, yeah. to really to really get behind a saddle and get out on the road? Yeah, I think so. I think for like me personally, I struggle so much with driving. Like I've done countless numbers of driving tests, and I and I can't pass. Mm-hmm. I just you know completely melt down and the fact that I'm able to cycle and I've been able to you know gain confidence in cycling at my own pace um and I've now got that freedom I don't have to like a bit like Shifang I don't have to rely on my partner to take me to places I can just go on my own it's it's just a wonderful feeling yeah totally what about you Sophia do you agree with that Yes, definitely. I mean, like I said, I am a driver, but I think being able to cycle as well, I can just hop on the cycle and then go wherever I need to. And it can be done in half the time and I won't be sat in traffic. So, yes, definitely. Let's get more women on those cycles. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. And I mean, I, I totally agree with that too. So my, um, if, if, if that's all right, Safak, I'll just talk very briefly about my, my experience. Um, Of course. Yeah, so I, I started cycling, I suppose, about three years ago. So I'd had my second child and I was so ridiculously unfit. Um, and my, I think my big barriers were confidence in getting started because we live out in quite a rural village. And all we see is like lycred up men who look absolutely amazing and do God knows what per hour. And so on every ride I was on, I'd be overtaken by about 17 people <laughs> within the first few minutes. Um, and I think it was just having the confidence to say it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I can't go very far or I have to walk up the hills because we're surrounded by big hills or I don't necessarily wear the right clothes as long as I'm safe and I'm out and and I'm doing it at my own pace. That's what matters. But and that, that took quite a while because I think I'd get back after maybe doing 10 miles, which was huge, absolutely huge for me. And, you know, you get people saying, you know, oh, how many miles did you do? I did 35 yesterday. <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, well, OK, I did 10. So I think what, what I would love to see is more kind of like normal women cyclists as well, um, having their voice heard, you know, and just saying it's fine. It's fine to take a break. It's fine to walk up a hill. It doesn't matter how you do it. Just do it. You know, and I think maybe that's the empowering thing is to kind of challenge the expectations or the rules or whatever they are um, and um so and I think probably I did just get that just get that confidence from doing it over and over again and feeling fitter feeling healthier than I had for so many years but that most of all that lovely free feeling of it's when I'm out I can go where I like at my own pace I can stop and just stare at a field I can get away from my family who I love very much but I need a break sometimes um so I found it so freeing but I really felt at the early stages that kind of like maybe underlying pressure to to kind of be faster to do it you know do it differently that yeah does that resonate with anybody have you had any similar experience yes I initially was very put off by you know very very fit people but also you know the expensive kind of sports clothing it you know I felt as if you know I couldn't go cycling just in you know whatever I was wearing if it was comfortable it had to be you know top of the range um, yeah. sports gear and I was like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and to the costs 
yeah, yeah. And very very similar like people would cycle to work and the, the same thing they'd be in their lycra and when <laughs> I cycle to work I'm just I'm just in my work clothes I'm like I'm not you know yeah, yeah. I, you know I just want to get from A to B I don't care what speed I'm doing and yeah. you know yeah. And, and and it is it's a bit of a that is a bit of a barrier it's trying to remind yourself that you just do what you need to do and it doesn't really matter what anyone else is doing yeah 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 completely and like ev- everyone's like baseline of where they're at and what what is their target or what is really big for them is so different for everybody and so like one person's doing five miles and somebody else is doing 70 miles and it, they all they're all so valuable and so important um no so I mean, it's really interesting with the clothes because the other day I went out with I think just like really old trainers and an old kind of like vest top and a pair of uh, shorts that I hadn't I found in my drawer and again I was just passed by all these kind of liquid up people <laughs> thinking I thought actually do you know what I don't, it doesn't matter because uh, and, and I'd love to see maybe more again more comms around the communications and pictures of people wearing any, anything obviously as long as it's safe you know just normal clothes yeah yeah. Um, no, that, that's brilliant. So I suppose to, to wrap up, and it's been so, so lovely talking to you all, um, if, if maybe we could go around and just say one thing that you would like to see differently going forward that would make, make you to do more cycling, make it that much easier and break down some of those barriers. So can we go around in the same order, if that's all right, and just come up with one, one thing? I think I'd like to see more people like me, normal, more women, let's say, actually, because there's plenty of males. I'd like to see more mothers, actually, for me particularly, I think I'd like to see more mothers um, accompanied with or without their children on bikes to give me give me that confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you. And um, Repeat, do you have anything? Yeah, I think I would just like to see better maintained roads and cycle lanes because it would it would mean that more people more normal people more women would be you know they'd have the confidence to go out and cycle yeah because you know if there there was the space and the maintenance there wouldn't be as big of a barrier as there is at the moment I don't think Mm -hmm. yeah definitely (laughs) and Sabag um, I totally agree with the previous uh, comments um, and especially like uh, better cycle paths and better roads or um, safer roads maybe and I can add um, a cultural change. I mean like the, the um, we should change our way of looking at cycling and uh, should be more cycling oriented rather than uh, driving oriented so i don't to see uh, driveways full of cars like two three cars of a a household but more bicycles and um should be uh, i mean from early ages we should just uh, change our children's way of looking at cycling Mm -hmm. then they should change how we look uh, at cycling as a society like I'm always giving the example of the Netherlands but it is a fantastic uh, cycling heaven because children uh, get to learn how to cycle when they are babies and then it's like everybody's hopping off their 
hopping on, hopping off their bicycles like so easily. So um, we should just uh, not thinking the first thing is like to go to the shops by car, but uh, yes. by bicycle, I think. It's, yes, uh, yeah. It should, it should be better uh, if we change uh, the mentality, maybe. Yeah, and, and what an opportunity we have now with just, you know, very emerging in the early stages from lockdown. And I'm seeing so many more people than I've ever seen before out on their bikes. So, you know, what, what an opportunity. And, and I totally agree with all the comments. And I think for me, it would be a combination of changing the communications around cycling in general and women who cycle. Um, so it's not just people with the top of the range bikes and, and the, the, you know, the best possible gear. It's everybody. Um, yeah. And... And also, I think for me living in a rural village, having more access to safe cycle paths for children as well, because at the mm. moment we have to drive probably about 10 miles for the nearest safe cycle path. And we can't afford a bike rack for the car. So there's another barrier. So, again, what I'm seeing is a really nice mixture of kind of, I suppose, infrastructure like cycle routes and more access to, to the routes and knowledge of the routes, but also there's culture shifts as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, it's, it's been such a huge pleasure talking to you all um, and just so valuable to, you know, to hear lots of different experiences, different opinions and real life barriers. Um, that's what, what really matters. So thank you very much indeed for your time. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah. And I think we'll, we'll, yeah, and we'll sign you. off there. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.